friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Dowds. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. But before we jump into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to tell you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. Listen, do you ever feel stretched too thin or in over your head? It's so helpful to have someone qualified and capable to process with in moments like that. I know I found that to be true with my counselor, and here's why BetterHelp is such a valued partner of ours. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can send your therapist a message anytime. They'll respond to you, and you can meet in a convenient private online environment. You can start communicating within 24 hours and schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's a priority to BetterHelp that they facilitate great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change if needed. BetterHelp offers services worldwide. In fact, they're recruiting therapists all over the United States because of the demand and their licensed professional therapists have a wide variety of specialties. They can counsel through self-esteem or grief, stress, depression, and anxiety and more, meaning that the right help is available for you no matter what you're facing. This is not self-help and it's not a crisis hotline, but it's convenient, professional, affordable counseling and it's always confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over 1 million people and so many of our friends who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. As you know, in like one week, we're getting on the bus and heading out for the That Sounds Fun tour coast to coast, Gulf Coast, East Coast, West Coast. You guys, it is going to be so fun. As you've already seen on my social media, on our AFD Week in Review emails, all the guests are announced. You know who's going to be where, and we want you there too. Grab your tickets at AnnieFDowns.com slash events. You do not want to miss this, you guys. Today on the show, we have my friend Garrett Scantling. Now listen, with the Olympics in Tokyo just ending, I really wanted to talk to an Olympian. I thought it'd be so fun. And one of you connected me with Garrett, and I'm so grateful. He is a track and field Olympian, yes, in the Olympics in Tokyo this year, a former Georgia Bulldog. And I am so excited for y'all to get to know him and hear his story of not only what happened in Tokyo, but how he got there. It's incredible. It is an awesome story. So here's my conversation with Olympic decathlete Garrett Scantling. Garrett, do you know why you're on my podcast? <laughs> no, I do not. Okay. I My truest answer is I don't either, except <laughs> that one of my friends who follows me on Instagram said, do you know this Olympian is a Georgia Bulldog? And I was like, done. Done hey, and done. There we go. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's all I so needed. You're a fan through and through. I love it. Yes. Love it. Graduate and everything. I lived in Athens really? for seven years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Go when did you graduate? Uh, 2002. So I'm 2002. I'm okay. Your senior I'm by a few. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I've been I've been talking to kids. Like I went to Tallahassee this weekend. I got kids that are graduating like 24, 23. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Here we go. So here's why you're on the show. Is because our friend told us, our mutual friend who follows you and follows me, said we <laughs> should be friends. And I jumped on following you that day, and it was like maybe two weeks before you went to Tokyo. Yeah, it was. I remember that. <laughs> so I, I, like, I came this? in at the best part of this movie. <laughs> like, I came in at the best part of the movie. You sure did. This is awesome. <laughs> okay, so will you back me up? I've, I mean, I've done my research because I'm a pro, but I also want you to tell us who you are and about your life a little bit. So will you back me up? Tell me how you ended up at Georgia. How'd you end up at UGA? So I am born and raised here in Jacksonville, Florida. I Football first, always. My first love was football. I mean, I'm an American you know, athlete, of course, your first love is going to be football. Um, and I did track for just to stay in shape for football. Um, I went to Episcopal School of Jacksonville here in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, just the offers that I was getting in track were a lot better than what I was getting in football. Like for football, it was a bunch of D1 AA schools and uh, track. It was Florida, Florida State, Georgia, the big like big time schools that you you hear about and you want to go to. Um, and I knew how much I love pole vaulting and just doing something myself, you know, track as individual. So, um, all the coaches that recruited me wanted me to do the decathlon, which I had no idea what the heck I was getting myself into in the first place. I just knew it was a way to get to college, get to, 
you know, the places that I wanted to be. And, um, you know, just starting out, I mean, I went to Georgia on a Sunday, Monday visit. There was no one there. There was, I mean, it was, the campus was dead, but I just fell in love with the place. I mean, it was just an incredible experience. And that's how I ended up there. I mean, it, it brings my heart so much joy that you picked Georgia over Florida. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't worry. I grew up a Florida State fan. So yeah. I um, I actually went on a visit to Florida and I gave them a chance and I just could not do it. I just was like, nah. I grew up hating Gainesville and this is just worse being here now. <laughs> There's just <laughs> so much dirty. blue and orange. Get me out of here. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, we had Coach Mark Richt on the show last week who was at Florida State oh, really? Before he came to Georgia. Yeah, yeah, of course, because he was he was a coach when I was there. Yeah. Tell me about Coach Bowden. Tell me about Coach Rick. Tell me about these men that you've kind of like seen leading. Yeah, no, it's I mean, it's incredible. You see how many lives they've touched. Um, and I know that they were well, Bobby was in a similar situation with, you know, having to announce a, uh, something he was going through that obviously not a lot of people have to deal with. Um, and just the responses that he got and and the support, it was just incredible. Obviously, he was an incredible man. And, uh, you know, like I told you, I grew up a Florida State fan, so it was always Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I remember staying up with my dad watching, uh, you know, just watching football games. And, and those are memories that I cherish. And it's all led by Bobby. And, um, you know, going to Georgia, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to turn into a Georgia fan or what. Um, but I got to meet Mark Richt a few times and just the man that he is and, and, and the same way with Bobby, just the people, the lives that he affected. And, you know, my friends were on the football team and I just heard how, you know, highly they speak of him and just how great of a person he is. And I mean, I switched just like that. Yeah, that's like right. Georgia, Georgia. I think I went to uh, the Georgia LSU game in 2014 and that was like. That was when it happened. I was like, I got to be a Georgia <laughs> like, fan. Give me that so red and black. Like, Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, are we about to be national champions? Is this too early to talk about oh, this? Oh, man. I don't know. I, okay, listen. <laughs> I can't comment or speculate this early because I always do, and it always turns out wrong. It's always bad. But we look great. We look awesome. We're, our defense looks incredible. <laughs> like, I, I think that, I mean, I think we're going to be a force. It's going to be hard to stop us. We just got to stay out of our way. You know how Georgia does. That's exactly yeah. right. We got to not cost <laughs> ourselves this thing. No exactly. one's going to take it from us. We're going to hand it over if we're not careful. Right, right. Yeah, I know. In <laughs> neither of our lifetimes has Georgia won a national <laughs> no, championship. So let's, crazy. this is going to be the year. Okay, pole vaulting is well, where it started. This might surprise you but I've never pole vaulted. Oh, that does surprise me. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> should have tried it in their childhood and I missed out. At one point. Tell me yeah. how you started with that. Why is that the one you like so much? I was a baseball player uh, growing up. You know, I, I used to play baseball. My brother, I have one older brother. His name is Hunter. He played baseball at Florida State. So, um, you know, I knew that baseball was going to be his sport. It was always his sport. He was always the tall athlete. My brother's six, nine. So, oh my uh, you know, God. He was a pitcher. Yeah. And I was, so I was like five, five until 10th grade. <laughs> so like I was the like stunted, annoying little kid just running around, you know, just doing my own thing. And my English teacher actually came to me and he said, look, I, you got a lot of energy and I want to try this out with you. He happened to be the pole vault coach and track coach. His name was uh, Pat Crandall. And I went there in seventh grade and uh, I never looked back. Like it was just, it was so, it was something so unique. And I like doing things that are out of the ordinary and, uh, just how I felt that first practice. There's no other feeling. Like I still remember it. It was just like, I can't believe that this is a thing. And, you know, just slowly I progressed over the years to where the fact that I was really good at it and it's definitely changed my life. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, tell me about the first day. I'm just trying to picture I'm walking out onto a field and someone says, here's the pole. Now you need to, you're going to throw your body up feet first uh -huh. over that other pole. I just don't know how you start. I, okay. So it's, it's different. So like, I'm afraid of heights. That's one thing that like, <laughs> I mean, no, I'll admit that to you right now. I like, I don't go on roller coasters. I don't go on like any, I can't do it. Like, I just can't do it. <laughs> but with pole vaulting, you start out so low. Like, I mean, you're, you're, I'm a seventh grader. I can, I only have so much athletic ability right? and I can only go so high. So you don't start off by swinging up and going upside down. You just kind of straight pole before you can bend it. And then 
eventually you get to that point. Okay. I was very nervous at first because heights are not my thing. And so he was just like, don't worry, you're going to start out low. And then now it's like, I mean, you're floating in the air for a few seconds, then you land. It's that's, that's how it feels the whole time. I mean, it's awesome. One of the things in my research I've done about you is you have, you have a real, a real endurance bone in your body. Like you're just like <laughs> not a quitter. Is that, would you no. say that's true? Yes. I mean, I have, uh, whew, this, I've been beat up a lot this life, you know, it's, really? it's, and it's, uh, some of it's my own doing. Some of it is just life. You know, I mean, life throws stuff at you that you won't, you don't know. I mean, and it's all about how you adjust, how you adapt. And my dad has always, I think it's sports has definitely instilled the fact that I don't give up. You know, I just feel like if I give up, I lose. And I'm wow. not, I'm not really keen on losing. That's not really me as a person. So, uh, so yeah, I've been, I've been through a lot, but honestly, this last competition at the Olympics, I kind of felt everything that I've been through and I've, how it prepared me for that moment. And honestly, I had co uh, competitors coming up to me, asking me like how I stay so calm how I like, I just, before the 1500, which is like the worst event you could do to yourself. Right. right? Cause it's, it's like, event. how far is it? Sorry. <laughs> a mile? It's, it's the metric mile. So a hundred meters less than, than the mile. But like before you're sitting in a mixed room with all your competition, everyone knows what they have to run to beat you, to beat them, to beat that. So just imagine like the, the anxiety and the, and the like just tenseness in the room while well, the people you would come up to me afterwards and just be like, you look like you were calm. You were joking around. You were doing all this. I was like, well, the preparation's done, man. There's, there's nothing else I can do. You know, it's just, I got to go out there and just do it. And so the years have taught me a lot and it's, it's my secret weapon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that's how I wish I'd have said it is that it seems like endurance is your secret weapon. Mm -hmm. I think so. I really do. How does that play out in your other parts of your life? How's that play out in your relationships and your health? And where, where does that play out everywhere else? Uh, my health, I think I'm doing pretty good on my health. Yeah. Um, I, my body's in great shape. I mean, I'm, I, I have no complaints about that. Uh, relationships. Oh, so, I'm not about to make you do a dating podcast, Garrett. I won't. I won't. I won't. Unless we're here to set them. you up, in which case I've got I, we've got females listeners out the wazoo, my man. There we go. There we go. Um, no, I'm just I'm big on going through stuff and learning from it. So like that's with relationships and and you know just connecting with other people. I learn a lot from my past, and I feel like right now everything is starting to come full circle. Like I'm, I feel like I'm ready. I, a lot of stuff in my life, it was very slow developing, you know, like my height, my figuring out how to, how to put in the work, you know, just figuring out how to chase my dreams. Everything has been a process. And so I think that the love life and, and Garrett and his, his, you know, feelings, it's going to take the same amount of time. And I'm, I'm starting to figure it all out that, that, you know, you have to, be right with yourself before trying to get right with someone else. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I mean, the beautiful thing too, is you've really modeled for yourself and for all of us that if you will think about one area of your health, if you'll think about your physical health and what you can do and not give up, then you already know you have the ability to not quit on your emotional health, your spiritual health, your mental health, all the other places that we want to grow. If you learn it in one place, you can take that lesson to the other areas, right? Exactly. I mean, that's, it's a simple, so I'm a very simple person. So I like to take things like, let's say I'm competing. I, I say in my head one word over and over and over again, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. And so just my life is, I like to say it's simple. You know, I, I'm not very, uh, I don't really get into things that I don't feel. I just, I feel like I'm very simple. That's yeah, it. That's, that's the only beautiful. word I can, I can, I can think of. And it's just, I think the way that I live my life, it's, it's made things a lot easier for me that I, that I simplify things uh, before it was all insane. Like everything was going this way, that way, this way. And then when I retired from track the first time, yeah, I was about to say you retired once and that, and you I do, knew I was coming. you knew 10 events. So Mr. Exactly. Simple over here does 10 I events. know, I know. I say it's simple, but for me, you know, just going through everything I've been through, it's, it's, I just try to keep it one thing at a time and not try to overcomplicate it. Talk about retiring that first time. 
2016, uh, this was my last year of college. So I went to the Olympic trials and I came in fourth. So fourth place is you're the alternate. Um, if you're on, if you're like the sprints, you make the relay team and stuff like that. So you still get to go, but for a decathlete, you have to make top three or else you don't get to go. So I was the alternate. I had to go into team processing, try on all the uniforms. I had to try on everything. I had to uh, book my tickets just in case. Um, and it hurt. I mean, it was, it was, it's done. My mom was in there with me and she could see how much it was bugging me. I didn't even get to leave with a shirt. No, they didn't even and give so, you one. I didn't even get, they didn't give me Come anything. Come on America, be better than that. That's what I'm saying. So, um, so it actually drove me to retire. You know, I, I felt like there was something else I needed to be doing. Um, at least at that moment in time in my life. And I actually tried football so, <gasps> for my team, for the Falcons, <laughs> for the Falcons. Yes. So I'm, it was definitely experience, an experience. You know, I'm also, how does someone get to try the NFL? What does that even mean? <laughs> Do they have open tryouts? My dad had a bunch, has a bunch of friends. My family knows a lot of people in Jacksonville and they have a lot of friends. And my, one of my dad's friends was a NFL agent. He's an agent for Von Miller and uh, Cordero Patterson and a bunch of other big names. And he got me a tryout with a bunch of teams. And I went to Atlanta and Dan Quinn looked at me and he's, he tried me on offense and defense. And he was like, oh, oh wow. I love just how open you are to trying new things. The next day they signed me. So like it was, it was, everything happened so fast. Yeah. And, and obviously I put in months of training for it. Like I had to do the classroom and all this stuff. And, but just being in there with Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu and Justin Hardy and all these like professional football players that you're, that you see on TV, you never thought you'd meet. It was a lot. I mean, it was, it was definitely hard. Athletically, I was right there with him. But just having those four years that I missed in college, I think is is what set them apart for me. Um, and so the one thing that I say I did learn from football is how to be a true professional. It's I learned that if you don't come in every single day and put in the work that you know needs to be done, someone else is going to take your dream. Woo, you better say that. You better preach that. Someone else will take your dream <laughs> yes, if you don't do the someone work. Someone else, I'm telling you. And so I think that was the last straw of someone else taking something from me. And that's when I just, I mean, yeah. I, so after football, I was a financial advisor for two years and I was really good at it. I moved home and I'm a people person. So I'm good at talking and, and you know, just kind of relating to people but it just kind of felt like something was missing. And so that's when version two came up and I wanted to give track a shot again. So yeah, you did the decathlon the first time when you tried out for Rio, would it have been Rio? Yes. Yep. So I did the decathlon from 2011 to 2016. And then I took from 2016 to 2019 off and then 19 to now I'm doing a decathlon. Oh again. my gosh, <laughs> dude. Okay. For let's, let's do a high level thing. And then we're digging in. Tell me the 10 things, the 10 sports you do as a decathlete. First event is the 100 meter dash. Okay. So sprinter. That's cute. That's like an elementary school, hundred meter dash. Exactly. Just go sprint somewhere. Right. Second event is the long jump. So run down, jump as far as you can. Is it always the same order? Yes. Okay. Always the same Got order. It. Third event is one of my favorites, which is the shot put. Okay. And that's a 16-pound ball that you throw yeah. as far as you can. Uh, high jump is the fourth. And then the 400-meter dash, which is all-out sprint one once oh, on the track. Gosh. And that's the end of day one. Oh, that's right. This goes two days. Dear everyone listening, Garrett does Olympics that last for two days. <laughs> so uh, Okay, so, so then you go home. You Well, you get treatment. You go home. So like at the Olympics, I got four hours of sleep between days. Oh. Wake up. And you have to do the 110 hurdles, which is 10 hurdles on a straightaway. Um, and then you go to the discus, which is throwing the disc. And then pole vault, which is my favorite. Also mine, I told you. There you go. I know. And then the javelin. So actually. And then you end with the mile? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So it's a lot. So like in Tokyo, I would go up to people and I guess the main conversation amongst the athletes were, what event do you do? What, you know, where are you from? I told them I do the decathlon. Not one person gave me a different reaction than like, holy crap, you're like the ultimate, which was so cool for me to kind of realize that what I'm doing, not a lot of people can do. Not so. a lot of people can do that, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, if you I needed someone tell. else to tell you, you should have called me sooner. Yeah, not a go. lot of people can do 10. I mean, each of those individually are an Olympic 
sport that you can get a medal for, and you do all 10 of them. Right. Yeah, and it's uh, it's crazy. I know. You hear it's, that, ladies? Somehow you hear that, I got ladies? here. Um, <laughs> yeah, help me out here. Help me out here. <laughs> I got you. I got there you. you go. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Brooklyn. And here's the thing, we basically spend a third of our lives sleeping, so we ought to make our beds as comfortable as possible. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set of sheets and gave up, trust me. Go check out Brooklyn. And Brooklyn was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. And people, what a success. Brooklyn and works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. So you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. Brooklyn and has something for every comfort need, ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. I'm talking buttery, soft, and breathable sheets, y'all. They're the best. Plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, and comfy loungewear you'll want to put on and never take off. They're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty. And fans are confident too, y'all. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. And their customer service. Clearly, they get their eight hours every night because they're a dream to work with if you ever have an issue. I have a backup set of my Brooklinen sheets so that when I take the ones that are on my bed off to wash, I can just switch them right out with another set of soft, luxurious feeling sheets. I just love them, y'all. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code that sounds fun for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code that sounds fun. Talk to me about the day where where suddenly the tension in your mind of should I come back to this or not bubbles over and you're like, okay, I'm going back. What's, what was that day? I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. It was National Running Day. And everyone was posting all their Instagrams of their favorite moments in track and field. And I posted mine and it was from, it was my 100 meter dash from a, a competition in Austria uh, from 2016. It's like the biggest decathlon competition in the world. Um, and just the atmosphere there is incredible. And it just kind of brought me back. And I had already been, as a financial advisor, I'd already been going to work out every day at the, at the gym. And cause I have a lot of energy and I mean, you could see it. I can't, I can't stop moving. And so, um, I felt myself, I felt my strength and I felt like everything was there. My body was healthy. Um, and so I sat down with my coach who used to be the head coach at Georgia. Um, he has, has since moved on to coach here in Jacksonville and run his pro group. Um, and so he, I told him, look, I got an itch and I want to come back. And he said, look, I got a position for you as assistant coach and you can train. And so I was like, of course, I'm going to jump on that. Like that's unheard of just out of the blue getting a position like that and um just like that I, I moved everything and went to jack or and went to athens went right back and the second time around it was almost as good as the first yeah. i mean i loved it because it's different like you get a different perspective of everything you're no longer the student you're now the coach who you know can go to these grown-up places and 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 hang out with your grown-up friends <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's kind of how it started and the way that Petros, who is my head coach, or when, uh, he's my coach now, um, the way that he made me prove to him that I really wanted to do it this time around, he made me train by myself for two months and do everything by myself. Because version one, Garrett would always find a way to get out of practice. He would always have an excuse. Version two, there was no way I was going to come back and have that same mentality because of the football experience. And what I told you, I don't want anyone taking anything wow. from me. So my mindset this time around is so much more stronger and so much more disciplined. And the decathlon, I mean, you said it, it's two days of competition. And so it's more mental than it is physical. And so the fact that I have that down now, I think has made me more dangerous than ever. So, Oh, I like that language. So tell all of us, because our friends may not know about the, you go to the Tokyo and it's the last summer, the trial. So the year in for Rio, the trials for Rio, you come in fourth. Right. 
So tell everybody what happens when you do the trials for Tokyo. Yeah. So we come into the trials and I feel great. I mean, I already have my Olympic standard. I have, because I did one more decathlon before it to qualify. I have my Olympic trials qualifier and I'm number two in the world. So like number two the in the world, is, the confidence is up there. So, um, you know, I go into the trials and I know Garrett, all my friends have been telling me just be myself. I mean, if I'm myself, that means I'm having fun. I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm just doing what I need to do. And when I tell you that the Olympic trials was the most fun I've ever had in a competition, it was incredible. I mean, I was joking around the whole time. I was doing the marks that I needed exactly, if not better. Yeah. And it was just, everything was flying by. Like it was, it was incredible. And so I, out of the gate, I think I was winning. I, I, I think I came in top top four in every event, except for the 1500 oh, that time, gosh. Uh, which I came in like eighth or ninth, <laughs> but I think I won like four events at the trials. And it was honestly, it was the most dominating performance I've ever had in my life in anything I've ever done. And so just having that and, and, and doing that on America's biggest stage in track, I think was exactly what I needed to kind of propel me to where I knew I would be in the first place, but you got to get there first. So so yeah, I, I won. It's, I won. That's it. You came in. You won, you won yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I won the whole thing. Olympic trials champion. So yeah, it was that is great. just incredible. The idea. There are so many of us listening that are. Uh, we are not Olympians. Most of us. Some people <laughs> listening might be. But there are a ton of us who care about something and walked away from it and are afraid to go back because we think we'll be worse. We think we'll be embarrassed. We think the pain was too much. We can't go back. Whether it's a relationship or a, or a church or a job or a sport. And your story is reminding me that we can go back to the thing that we love and try again. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I mean, the post that I posted uh, right after I finished, I think it was just that I'm not supposed to be here but you're not supposed to let anyone tell you what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So just go out there and do what you want to do and, so and do what you love. So I am I am definitely an advocate for chasing after your dreams. Yeah. That is 100%. So yeah, so uh, Trials was awesome. And I, I actually, I'm going to put that out there that I am now number five all time in uh, American decathlon history. And that's one in front of Bruce Jenner. Oh, that <laughs> so, is incredible. That is absolutely incredible that you are yeah, the one so. above Bruce Jenner. Wow. So, so that's a cool, that's a fun fact. That right is there. a very fun <laughs> fact. That means the likelihood that your name is beside Bruce Jenner's name for the rest of forever is very high. Exactly. exactly. Fantastic. That's really <laughs> great. Okay. So how was Tokyo? Don't talk about the competition. Tell me about flying to Tokyo and, and we'll talk about the Olympic part in a minute, but like, tell me about Tokyo first. So Tokyo was, it was awesome. I, I, I mean, it's a lot different than I expected. Put it that way. Okay. So, so I left at like 5am uh, to get on my flight. I had my neighbors were all outside at 5am in the morning with their signs out and I was driving away. It was so awesome. Uh, but I flew from Jacksonville to Chicago, and then all of the people who were flying with me, they only let us let you go there for a total of two weeks. So, like, I missed opening ceremonies, which right, stinks. Right, that does stink. Um, I missed closing ceremonies, which stinks. Right. Um, but you I was You can only there. be there for two weeks? Is that a COVID thing, or is that an Olympic thing? I think it was – so it was – they wanted you to get there, like, four days before you competed. But since I do so many events, I was like, that's not going to happen. Right. I need to get adjusted. So I got there. We had the, well, actually, we had a humongous plane and there was only 25 people on it. Oh, wow. All athletes? All Team USA. Um, and a couple of them, one was Javon Harrison. He was a high jumper. He competed for LSU. And the other one was Raven Saunders. I don't know if you, the shot putter, yeah. the one who, who wore the big glasses and, and the, the Hulk mask. So she brought her, her Xbox on the plane with a projector screen. Oh, my god! So we were playing Madden. We were doing everything. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. So we, that passed the 13-hour flight. Right. Um, and then we got there, and it was – I mean, it took us about three hours to get through all their COVID stuff that – I mean, in the airport, everything was, like, strict. Every, you had to follow all the rules, which made it run perfectly smooth. The village, we got to the village, and it, it's huge. I mean, it's humongous. 
which gives you that sense of freedom. I mean, you have some sense of freedom to walk around. You, I mean, there's so, it took like maybe 20 minutes to walk from one side to the other. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it was, it was very large. You had stuff you could do. You could hang out with people as long as you had your mask on. Like just being there around those athletes and like the, I think that's when it clicked. Like, holy crap, I'm in the Olympics. I mean, you're around people who are, the basketball players are like seven feet tall. Right. Just casually walk. I've never felt that small in my life. <laughs> Um, like Yao Ming was there and I was trying to bug him for a picture the whole time, but he he didn't, he didn't want to take a picture with anybody, which I, I understand you're that tall. That's how it's happened your whole life. It was definitely different. I mean, you miss the experience of going out into the city and, and, and being amongst the people, but team USA's camp was 45 minutes outside of the village. So we got to take a bus all the way through Tokyo. And so I got to see everything. I mean, everything. We we took off from the village and there were skyscrapers around you. You drive 45 minutes and there are still sky, skyscrapers around you. It's insane. I haven't seen anything like it, which is why there's so many daggum people there. I don't know if I would have wanted to go outside the village. So, right, 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 right. So like I said, it was different, but the experience was a lot better than I expected. I mean, it was awesome. The mattresses, it was all cardboard. <laughs> Is that real? So the mattresses, they were like webbing. So like they were like the the plastic webbing that it, it was comfortable, comfortable, but the uh, the bed frames were, were cardboard. So it's I had amazing. a sweep with, <laughs> I had a sweep with four uh, people. One was a pole vaulter, one was an 800 runner, and then one was, his name is Ryan Krauser. He's the shot put world record holder. He He won gold at the Olympics. Uh, he had a Tempur-Pedic queen size bed. Oh, excuse me. And Ryan, I'm looking at like? that. I'm like, listen, Ryan, I know you're like six, eight, but I have nine right. other events. Right. Can I right. please? <laughs> and of course, like he said, he would have given it to me if he would have left earlier. But of course, our events ended at the same time. So right. I didn't get to. That's unfortunate. Um, but yes, the beds were not as bad as people were making. And the media blew it out of proportion. I could stand up on it. I could jump on it. I, I was impressed. I was like, if they made it, of cardboard and they're holding all these olympians that's impressive that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah yes i am here for that yeah so i got lucky and i didn't have a roommate i mean i had the suite mates i had my own room though but uh, because i was a metal contender but since if you weren't uh if you were part of relay or just like individual events they gave you a roommate so you had the room and then you had to sleep next to somebody yeah 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 i, I didn't have Not to do it <laughs> You got your own room. (laughs) That's fancy. Um, Okay, so talk about the two days of competition. I got to watch it on TV, and I was like, I felt like we were already besties. I was like, let's go. Let's go, Garrett. (laughs) I love it. I love it. it. So uh, longest two days of my life by far. Uh, That whole two weeks was just, I mean, just since I competed at the end of the two weeks, it was so, it was drug out and it was so. And all the other days were just practicing and. Practice and then go home and do just sit there. So I watched a lot of Netflix. All right. My competition, the first four events is where I, like for me, I lost the medal in the first four events. I missed the energy that my family brings, the crowd brings. Usually I can bring it myself, but I think I was missing it and I felt a little flat. The 100 wasn't that bad, but the long jump and the shot put and the high jump, just those three consecutive kind of threw me off. Yeah. Um, and then I went into the, there was a mixed a mix area. So everyone had an air mattress who right. was competing. There's 24 of us and we were all in a room and we do three events and then we take like six hours and do the next two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So usually it's 30 minutes after each other. Yeah. But at major championships, they do a morning and an afternoon session. Okay. And this was my first time experiencing that. So I slept on an air mattress. I think I posted on Instagram, me with my, uh, I had like a, a face mask on in my boots and I was passed out. Yeah. I actually got to call my parents and talk to them after the high jump. And they were having a watch party. They were all sitting there and they were just like, Garrett, there's nothing you can do about the four events that you just did. You got to turn it on now. I mean, it's the last of, it's your last decathlon of the year. And so 400 is usually not my bad event, but it's, 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 I mean, it's all about how your legs feel. So I went out there and I mean, I busted it and I just went as hard as I could. And I ended up PR and I think that's what set the pace for the whole next day. The whole next day was the best second day I've ever had in a, in a decathlon. You know, I was on it every event and just, like I said, it, it drug out the whole day. I mean, I got up at 445 
And then I was running the hurdles by 9 a.m. Oh. So that, like I told you, four hours of sleep, that was, oh, my God. No. That drug, I think we ended up running the 1500 at like 10 p.m. or something. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so it was an all day. I mean, it was all day. But the javelin, actually, I think before the javelin, I was sitting in sixth place. Sixth place, I think, is what it was. And I needed a big throw. I needed a PR. And I went out there first throw and just let it rip. And it's exactly what I needed. And it bumped me up to fourth. And I was really close to that third spot. And so, like I told you, I knew what I, I needed to run going into the 1500. Yeah. Petros, my coach, walked up to me and he said, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. So just go out there. Don't run it for yourself. Run it for all the people who are back home supporting you. All the people who are back home, my parents are watching, uh, you know, at, at my aunt's house. And, um, and I think that's what kind of flipped the switch for me because usually in the 1500, it's like, it's not my event and everyone knows it. Everyone, I mean, I'm a big guy and the first nine events are my forte. Like that's what I'm good at. And so I just said, Garrett, just go out there and run it. Um, I think I had to beat the Australian by like 12 seconds and I ended up beating him by nine. Uh, and so like I PR'd in the 1500 yes. by 10 seconds. Uh, so there's nothing I could, I mean, when I tell you I left it all out there and I think that's why I'm so satisfied with the performance, obviously personal goals and stuff. You want more, yes. but so you finished fourth. I finished fourth, and it was very. I think I was twenty points outside of a medal, which is which is because the points are it's like, like two and a half seconds yes. in the fifteen hundred. Yes. So I, I mean, you can think about that as much as you want, and it's ruining and my life currently. <laughs> I know, I know, but at the same time, like there was so much stuff that I could have done. And I can't blame it on one singular event, but, but I went out there and I performed the way I knew I could perform. And you lived in a way that made other people talk to you about your piece. Right. Exactly. Right? exactly. So you lived like in, in the right way out there and that's worth bringing home something, right? Like that's gotta be worth something to you. Exactly. And that's what, I mean, after I got done with 1500, that's what my dad, I talked to him on the phone. He was crying. My dad loves to cry yeah. and I get my crying from him. I mean, I cried at, at Olympic trials. That's, and it was because I yeah. saw him crying. Yeah. Um, but it was more of the fact that he said, there's nothing to hang your head on. You gave us everything to be proud of. It's, it's incredible what you did for our family. And just the fact that after a year like this, I could have everyone gathered watching something as special as this. Yes. And it's, I think that's why I do it. You know, I'm a, I'm a family guy and I do it for them. And just the fact that I can do this and my family can travel to places, they have something to be happy about and be proud of and be proud of me. I mean, it, it's, it's everything for myself. Hey friends, taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Third Love. You guys know that I am here for being comfortable. Our bodies truly are remarkable and we ask a lot of them, don't we? I mean, pushing them to the limits for sports like we're talking about or family or fashion or just plain fun. And when you think about it, it's pretty incredible how our bodies keep up. Third Love believes everybody is amazing and deserves to be treated that way. That's why they design underwear, loungewear, activewear, and feel good all day wear that fits better, holds stronger, and supports longer. So you can feel comfortable all day long, no matter what your body faces. Real talk, it actually changes my day when I'm wearing clothes and underwear that fit well and are made well. It makes me feel confident and ready to have fun in that t-shirt bra, y'all. Don't sleep on it. It is the very best. And I love that since I answered the quick, simple questions on the fitting room quiz, they took care of all the details for the perfect fit. Third Love obsesses over each stitch, so you never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. And while trends come and go, Third Love has always stayed true to one notion. We do comfort, you do you. Third Love brings comfort from the sheets to the streets with the softest sleepwear, luxe washable silk, and bras that you will want to take off when you get home. The 90,000 five-star reviews do not lie, my friends. Love your fit, guaranteed. If not, exchange and returns are free for 60 days. And Third Love's team of expert fit stylists is available via chat or text to answer all your questions. Feeling is believing, y'all. So upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off of your first order at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Garrett Scantling. The 
other decathletes that you're competing against, do you know them year-round? Like, do you see them all over the place, and these are the same people, and you know when he's having a good day, and you know when yes. he's off on something? So you know. I mean, there's 24 of them, and they're the best, they're the best in the world at yeah. what you do. So yeah. you know. You, I mean, any competition that I go to, I'm competing against The same guys. guys, yeah. So, um, you know, I definitely – like, everyone knows what you're good at. Everyone does their homework. But at the same time, what's nice about the decathlon is – it's more of a camaraderie than anything else. We are super nice to each other. I mean, you're out there for 12 hours a day. Right. You can't have any animosity towards another athlete or else going to make your time that much more miserable. So it's great. Like there was a photographer at Olympic trials who came up to me afterwards and she said, I had no idea that the decathlon was like this. Like you were cheering for him yeah. before you were about to go. He was cheering for you. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it's just, a bunch of great people. I mean, you, you have to find a really great and crazy individual to do what we do. And you also have to little be like, you're as hardcore as me. Excellent. Yeah. It's, it's mutual respect yeah. at the same time, because like I said, not a lot of people do what we do. Yeah. And so when that's the case, you have a respect towards your competitor that, that doesn't exist in individual events yeah. because they're over like that. Right. So. Well, listen, I want you to hear me say you represented us so well. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome. I just, I was disappointed you didn't medal just because I wanted you to come home with one right. for you. Oh, don't worry, we all were. But <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it still was awesome. So what happens now, Garrett? Like, are you retiring again? Or are you going to keep going? Oh, what? no, no, oh, no. Good. Okay, so I am now sponsored by Nike. Let's um, go. I picked up a, a, a sponsorship from them right before I went You're to the You're also Olympics. sponsored by That Sounds Fun podcast. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yes, but yes. you are oh, our favorite. Me, I forgot about this. <gasps> Woo, look at that so tattoo. I got this right after, uh, right when I got back. And this is USA track. That's the track and oh, field symbol. Sure, yeah. And then that goes with the Olympics. That's so awesome. Brian did a great job. And it's my first and only tattoo. I'm not doing it again. That's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Again. Once you go to the Olympics, you have to get an Olympic tattoo. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Uh, but as for what comes next, uh, like I said, I'm Nike athlete now. So I wanted to come back and not be struggling you know, financially and, yeah. and just, I wanted to make sure that this was what I wanted to do for a job and my life. So now that that is out of the way, I have to keep it. So we have world indoors next year, uh, in March, which are in Serbia. And I've already qualified for those <gasps> yes. um, just for being top five in the world and, and all that stuff. I so mean, they, top five uh, in the world. Do you hear yourself? <laughs> so right you now I'm third. Yourself? So if, uh, my okay. ranking is I'm third, not fourth. So I, I want to put that out. You are the third best decathlete in the world. Yes. Garrett, that is no joke, man. It's crazy. That's but I, so I, at cool. the same time, I know what kind of work I put into this. That's so right. I, that's what I wanted, right? So, um, so that's in Serbia in March. World Outdoor Championships are in Eugene, Oregon, for the first time on U.S. soil in July. Um, and then that's 22. So 23 World Indoors are in Nanjing, China. And then World Outdoors are in Beijing, China. And then 2024 is Paris. For Back at the it. Next Olympics. I have a contract through the, Olymp the next Olympics. So hopefully everything goes well and, and I stay healthy and everything's going to keep going the way that it's going because I feel like I have a lot more left. Yeah. I mean, what history tells us is you upgrade every Olympic time. Right, so. there we go. Exactly. Once I come in fourth, I come in first after that. Right? Once That's I great. come in fourth, I come in first. <laughs> you better get that tattoo, Garrett Scaling. I know, I know. I know. Once I come in fourth, I come in first. That is right. That's that's it. Yep. So if that happens, you know what? If that happens in Paris, I will get that tattooed. Okay. On me, I promise. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it. I will get it tattooed across my chest or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So which do you like indoor or outdoor better? Ooh, so I used to like indoor a lot until this year. I think this year I enjoyed outdoor better. Uh, I am. The reason I liked indoor before was because you don't have to run the 400. <laughs> So the indoor is different. Like it's the so heptathlon. <laughs> so everything's shorter. Yeah. And uh, like the last event is the 1,000, not the 1,500. You're about that uh, life. And, I, and so I, I used to be about that life. Yeah. But now I know that I'm a lot better at running that 1,500 and a lot better at running that four. So I like the decathlon a little more. Yeah. But I still think that I am I might be a little better at the heptathlon than I am at the decathlon. So this next indoor, I think, is going to be a big, big year for me. 
Can we watch it on the t- on the TV? Listen, it will be on. Yeah, can we watch it on the television? What's wrong with me? <laughs> it will be. Yes, it will be on NBC again. So all of the world championships are going to be on NBC, and like they'll have their streaming programs and stuff. So that's what's nice about these next few years is that track is going to be in the spotlight, and it's such a beautiful sport that. I think it gets overlooked in America a lot, not in Europe. In Europe, they're all about it. I mean, it's crazy. Like they have that big decathlon meet just for decathletes and there are thousands of people that yeah. show up for it. So uh, just changing the culture here in America, I think is my goal. So Just changing the culture. That's all. Simple. Yeah, just a I little. Know. I appreciate <laughs> your small dreams. Casual. <laughs> appreciate you. Um, the thing you don't know yet is that what happens when friends like you come on That Sounds Fun is suddenly you have tens of thousands of like insane friends who love cheering there for you all the time. Oh, so like, I, love I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready, yes, but this is know. all the warning I can give you is that these people are about to go bananas cheering well, for bring you. Bring it on. Cause I, I love the love. The love is what, what drives me and the support is the reason why I do what I do. So, well, listen, I mean, we've been friends for a day and it's besties already. I mean, you are know, so right? easy How to be crazy. friends with. And so this is like, no worries. You are our guy. You are our guy. Sweet. That's what I like. I like that. Yes. Okay. So is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover? Honestly, I think we just went through my whole life. I think that was great. I I, I mean, I don't have. No. Okay. I, 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 I don't think I did anything else. Okay. <laughs> You're like, all I've done for these long 20-something the years. <laughs> um, oh, man, okay, yeah. well, then let me tell you our last question because I'm dying to hear this answer. The last question we always ask is because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Okay, so I am actually – I mean, I know you saw my setup that I have, my, yes. my computers. I am an avid gamer. I love to game. Okay. Um, I like to stream Okay. I like to Twitch, uh, these things. I, I stream on Twitch. My Twitch name is G Scant. So okay. if I'm ever it, without the underscore, I had to put the underscore on Instagram. But a lot of my friends, like over the past few years before I was this good at track, always were like, why do you play video games? Like this is it's a waste of time. But yeah. I like to attribute it to my reflexes. Oh, okay. Why I'm so good at starting. I am one of the best starters in, I'm the best American decathlete out of the blocks. Yeah. And uh, in the world, I think I'm like top three, top four. Oh my so uh, my reaction time is what I, I credit it to. And I think that has to do with, you know, I react all the yeah. time with video games. Yeah. This could be the the weirdest excuse. Nope. This could just be me just talking out the side of my mouth, but I, <laughs> I believe it. So yes. I'm going to say that video games help me with my track. You know, it, it, they keep me when I'm not training, I need to be doing something. I need to be relaxing. Yeah. I need to be, you know, just chilling. And when I can chill and just sit here at my desk and do that, and it also helps with my mind yeah. and the mental aspect. Yeah. Why not? What games do you like to play? Which ones? I like to play uh, Call of Duty. Yes. I'm a big Call of Duty guy. Um, I like to play It Takes Two. I don't know if anyone here has ever oh, heard of that. It's more, a though. It's a basically a puzzle game. So you play with one other person. So the person that I like to play with, she she was actually in the Olympics. She was the Canadian heptathlete. Her name is Georgia. Okay. Um, her name is Georgia Ellenwood. She got me on it. And so we sit here and we play. She leads me through it. It's it's so much fun. It's just like it, it's hard to explain, but you got you have to try it. it. I promise it is it is a fun game. You get a person that you can just sit there and enjoy talking yeah. to and just and just relax and just have fun. So um I like to play that. And I also like my uh, you know. I hate to say this, but I like playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you don't have to hate like, to say that. It's fine. I don't, I don't know if that's okay, but of course it is. obviously I don't wish to do anything when I'm playing Certainly. it, but it's, it's, it's nice to, you know, once again, play with my friends and then just roam and do whatever I want. Yeah, so. you don't actually hijack cars, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I promise. That's not me. That's not the Garrett. That me neither, at. actually. So There we go. I think that's why we're friends. <laughs> that's why we're friends, because neither of us hijack cars. You're exactly right. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Uh, well, listen, Garrett, I want you to hear me say you are welcome back here anytime. Awesome. Anytime you want to come talk about on. anything. When you're in Nashville, if you don't tell me, it's like, over oh no i'm telling you now okay. i got you because she said uh the when she was or the lady was uh emailing me she was asking if i was ever going to be in nashville i actually haven't ever been to nashville so we got to make that right we got to make that yes, right okay so. we're I gonna think, make that right yeah. when, and- so if the jaguars ever play the titans 
in Nashville. I think that that's the trip I need to make. Oh, a hundred percent. Do y'all have a pro soccer team in Jacksonville? No, I think we're like semi-pro or something. I was about to say, you don't even know. We're going to have to cut that out so we don't know. No, we do. We have the Jacksonville Armada. We have the Jacksonville Armada. Oh, jeez. Oh boy. Good me, save. Yeah, it's a Jacksonville thing. I, I just saved it. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at the Titans schedule right now. Hold on. Jaguars, Titans, Jaguars. Well, I mean, we play you guys two oh. times a year. Yes, but we're coming to you. Hold on. Hold on. Just hold on. December 12th. See you here. December 12th is, is in Nashville. I've got it. All us. right. I'm no, like, I'm dead serious. And I'm, 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 you don't right know how that. dead serious I, I, I am. I need to. It's happening. <laughs> It's happening. It here first. December 12th, everybody. Anybody who wants to come to the Titans game, <laughs> Annie and Garrett will be in the, in the Titans Jaguars there we game. Go. All um, right. Sounds dude, awesome. thanks for making time to do this. Really, it is such an honor to talk to an Olympian and a Georgia Bulldog. But you are one of the best in the world at a lot of things. And I just think it is really impressive. And I just want to celebrate you for how you've spent your time putting into something and not giving up. And I just think that is really impressive. I appreciate that. And I'm going to say something that will make you jealous, but I'm actually going to Athens next week uh, for the South Carolina Georgia game. I'm going to sit in the athletic director's box. (laughs) What's it like? What's it like? I haven't haven't done it yet, so I'll let you know. Yeah, I'm going to need you to let me know because the chances of us sitting in a box at a Titans game is not high. I'm sorry oh, to tell you. About that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I usually only ever sit in the student section. Yeah, that's right. Games, but now so. that you're an Olympian. Yeah, I guess it's a little different. Yeah, that you get to sit in the athletic director's box. There we go. Instagram yes. that too much. Show us too much of the inside. <laughs> well, thanks again for doing this, bud. Thank you so much, Annie. It was great meeting you. Oh, you guys, don't you love him? Isn't he the coolest? I mean, I guess we've like needed an Olympian to be our favorite Olympian. So nailed it, right? Like Garrett Scantling is now officially That Sounds Fun podcast, very favorite Olympian. Hey, make sure you give him a follow on Instagram. Tell him thanks so much for being on the show and how much you enjoyed hearing from. And let's get ready to cheer him on in 2022 as he does the indoors and outdoors and then Y'all, Paris. We're cheering for him all the way to Paris. If you need anything else from me, you know, I'm embarrassingly easy to find, except pole vaulting. You'll never find me there. Any updowns on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. What a fun show, right? So go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. Have a great couple of days. And we'll see you back here on Friday with Kurt Thompson. See you guys then. Check, check, check.